something, something, something non sequitur. Uh, all right. And the home of the Welcome to episode 66 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers, and it is also for the first time ever live streaming straight to you, right into your eyes and your ears on Facebook for our... uh, our special, uh, we apologize for being late with the podcast this week and probably missing it next week, um, extravaganza. <laughs> How are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. A, bit of, a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, I'm not used to this TV stuff. Yeah, you're going to need to move uh, into the microphone a little bit more, of James. Of course, uh, how's this? I can't hear myself. I, I can hear you. All right, good. I'm going to bump you up a little bit. Yay. <laughs> How about now, big boy? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. All right, there we go. That's sexy. I showed up. Those are the sexy words right there. Yeah. How have you been, James? I've been all right. How about yourself? I have been all right also. So we figured that you would like to see our sexy sexiness um, since you listen to us every week and maybe you don't know what you're listening to and what you've gotten yourself in for. So this is it. In the words of Chris Jericho, drink it in, man. I'm just glad I could hide behind the uh, the pop filter. So, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should move it off set so people can see your your face. I'd yeah. rather be heard than seen, anyways. That's quite all right for, with me. James but they can ha- see my big bald head. So. James has replaced his face with this uh, big black circle. It's like he's in the witness protection program. He doesn't want exactly. anyone to know who he is. <laughs> um, so, real quick, because some of you are going to be listening to this on the page, the. Uh, you know, via the regular feed, and you probably haven't seen it on the Facebook page. So for those of you for whom this is a strictly audio medium, I don't want to bore you too much, but for those of you who are watching the feed from the beginning, you notice that I was wearing the custom goalie mask. Oh, and I'm bumping the, the microphone with said mask. Wearing the custom goalie mask that I've talked about that I painted myself on the podcast before. So I thought you would just like to see it since I have spoken of it. Um, it's got this, uh, this rhino in the Richter style charging out of the American flag because, well you know, reasons. And then uh, on the side, I've got the LIQ, which is our league on one side. I've got the United Federation of Planets symbol on the other side, because James and I are both Star Trek nerds. Um, On the front, I've got Batman Beyond. It says Mac, which is, of course, my name. On the Undertaker symbol, which I um, have, you know, I, I, I... The Undertaker, as a wrestler, um, means a lot to me, both in terms of what he's come to represent for my fandom as a wrestler, wrestling fan, and uh, just his general work ethic and the way he's respected among his peers. So, and the bandana that I wear when I play is uh, also Undertaker themed. So that's just something that I wanted to put on my mask. And I think it came out pretty well, the whole smoky uh, uh, thing. Yeah. And um, on the sides, it has my wife and daughter's initials. So it's, uh, that's my mask. So there's your guided tour. Oh, and on the back, I have uh, Zelda, uh, the Legend of Zelda, the Master Sword, and this uh, Triforce, and what have you, and my number, 35. So um, I'm pretty well represented in my geekdom. So uh, with that out of the way, (laughs) I I would never. (laughs) Uh, This thing thing is precious. This thing goes back in the bag as soon as this podcast is over. Um, But uh, so you are good, James? Yeah. You know, we still haven't introduced ourselves. We've been going for like, uh, I don't know, four and a half minutes on this stream and this podcast, and we haven't introduced ourselves. They have no idea who's spouting all this nonsense at them. I've been talking a lot, and you've been talking very little, but we haven't managed to introduce ourselves. So uh, why don't we get to the today's starting lineup? 
Okay. All right. Uh, don't don't be so enthusiastic. Save some of it for the show. You can't really see my. I can't see myself at all, which is good. But you can't see my reactions. But I am laughing and smiling. Okay. All right. Um, so for today's starting lineup in goal, in goal, as ever, I am knocking stuff down, and I am also your American Rhino, number thirty-five, Gary McComsky, and on my wing, a wing. I'm on defense. <laughs> well, well, yes. I mean, in the I've been moved up in the literal sense. <clears throat> okay, just making sure. But on defense, number four. See if you could see number four. I'm James Sajazi. Yes, indeed. James is, as you can see, if you are watching the stream, James is wearing his hit the deck jersey, his yes. customized hit the deck hockey jersey. Yes. Um, and I, of course, am wearing one of our hit the deck t-shirts so if you are listening to this on the uh the just the regular audio stream as a podcast and you want to see our dumb mugs please head on over to our facebook page we are hit the deck on facebook just search for us we're facebook.com slash hit the deck if you just want to be very direct about it and this video should be right there so enjoy that um so James, I've talked an awful lot. Would you mind talking for a little while and telling us what is on deck for today's podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Turn around, bright eyes. Oh, I don't have the music. I'm sorry. I don't have the background music ah. for you. I'll, I'll just... I'll just Offsides? I'm sorry. Should, I, I, I usually add this in post. That's why it's uh, just just go. We'll be okay. All just right. go. So anyway, turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous. The best shots have gone by. But no, seriously, in case you haven't heard, there's going to be a solar eclipse on Monday. So in honor of this rare, spectacular event, the American Rhino and I will share our best techniques in preventing players from screening our goal. In step, as is the case with that classic Stevie Ray Vaughan album, In Step. This is awesome. Bauer has made like Starfleet and developed a three-dimensional skate lab that gives players a perfect fitting skate. Earl Grey, hot. And healthy scratch. I'm devoted to this fine podcast, but not as much as the American Rhino. With summertime winding down, I needs me a vacation. From what you ask? Well, nothing, but I think the American Rhino deserves a well-earned break. So we're taking next week off, sort of. And that's what's on deck. I found it. Not in enough time, but I found it. <laughs> do I have to go back and do it over again? No, I just... I... Oh! Whoa, that blew us out. I'm sorry. Turn around, Bright Eyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'll stop that now. I had no idea. I pressed the wrong button and I adjusted the volume and I didn't adjust it back. And that's on me. Oh, my goodness. So anybody who's not deaf huh? after that, um, huh, what, what, what was our first topic? James? The eclipse. Yes. Which uh, we're kind of showing you what it's going to look like if my bald head were the sun. And uh, the moon going in front of it, this is what it's going to look like. Turn around. Every and now and then blind. I get a very good shot of James's head and the eclipse. Turn around. Exactly. Total eclipse of the pod. So we try and be topical on Turn this. Around, pod, so. Turn around. Okay, I'm finished now. Um, so with the tie-in of the the eclipse i know this is there you go uh i don't want to be rude and not look at you but i guess i'm gonna have to yeah, you want me to pull out one of our headsets so you can wear that's that? fine right. that's fine or you could like uh you know you could like your your headlining at uh in, in vegas you could just, just grab the microphone and hey how you doing how you doing mr gary mack all right don't have to do that i'm no, sorry it, it doesn't sound very good either all right but yeah okay there we go i uh i was going to uh, this is <laughs> this is the first time we've done this can't so you tell <laughs> i have this nice like uh extending microphone stand but i only have one of them so uh, james is stuck with the regular straight up and down mic 
stand. I should. Um, yeah. James is stuck with the straight up and down mic stand. So I. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, solar eclipse on Monday. Yes, total eclipse of the heart. Um, so if you're listening to this podcast on Friday when we usually drop, it happened. But for now, if you're watching, thank you and God bless you. But uh, this is the, you, a lot of this stuff we usually edit out, you see. But since uh, we're talking to you live, we can't do that. It's not that bad. I mean, there's a couple I know, of things. I, know. I think it's funny. Yeah, no, I think I think we are funny. I think funny people, how people will laugh at us. I'm sure. I have yeah. no doubt of that. So to tie things in uh, in the world of deck hockey, if you're familiar, if you play deck hockey, especially the offsides rule is really very loosely enforced, if enforced at all. So as a goalie, uh, the American Rhino, and myself as being a defenseman, we are very sensitive to that. And we don't like it when people just camp out in front of our goal and not move. And that is why the NHL and professional hockey and college and ice hockey has developed the offsides rule. Yes. Yes, indeed. But, uh, again, deck hockey, it's not enforced, if at all. And there's no checking in deck hockey. So how do we keep the crease clear so that you and the other LIQ goalies can not be screened. And uh, we'll just go over a couple of our, our tried and true, I guess, uh, techniques that would try and make, that, make it so. All right. Well, you're the one who's uh, responsible for clearing the crease without being physical. So why don't you start us off, James? Yeah, that's the thing. As a defenseman, and especially for myself, it's really quite unfortunate that um, – I'm not big and strong, so it's really hard to push people out of the way. And as we've mentioned again, that in deck hockey, there's no checking in deck hockey. So anybody could really just stay in front of the crease and do what he wants and be lazy. You don't have to bother about running back and forth and things like, things like that. So you have to be a little bit creative and, and um, make sure that your goalie can see what's going on so he's not screened. In case you don't know what screened is, it's when the opposition – literally blocks the view of the goalie so that somebody could camp out in front of the crease and get a deflection or at the very least block the goalie's view so he can't see where the shot's coming from or who it's coming from. And then you get a cheap goal that way. Yeah. And it really gets under our skin as defensemen and, and goalies especially. Um, but uh, one of the things we could try to do is, yeah, push him out of the way or just maybe even sneak in an elbow or lift the stick and make it as uncomfortable and un unpleasant as possible while staying in the rules and not uh, doing anything that you're not supposed to do. But the other thing, too, is that you have to make sure you're not screening the goalie either. So whoever is trying to be in front of the crease, you got to get them out of the way and see where the puck is at all times. If someone's deking, if someone's setting up a wrist shot, uh, mainly there's no uh, slap shots in deck. So you really don't have to worry too much about it, but still people take slap shots are hard uh, wrist shots as well. And it's just a question of maybe a little hip check here, a little nudge there, a push there, and make sure you're not in the goalie's way. So as a goalie, you probably have to make sure that you can be the quarterback in a sense for the defenseman. If my back is to you, for example, I don't know if I'm, if you're protecting what side of the, the, the net and uh, kind of, be a traffic cop as well and let us know if try and stay low or move over here, move left. Yeah, well, see, here's the, the thing, the issue with me as a goalie. So when I'm in goal, I often I will be screened. But if it's, you know, another player, if it's a player from the other team that's doing the screening, I don't want to shout out. Hey, I can't yeah. see because then the other team knows, hey, he can't see. I'm going to shoot on him now. Right. So, you know, it's 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 more like a. I don't, I don't try to, I mean, if it's just one of my guys is standing there um, between me and the shooter who's maybe at the point and they're just trying to get in the way and I can't see, I have no problem say, shouting to them, hey, move to the right, you know, take it two, two steps to your life, take two steps to your left or two steps to your right or whatever. But it, yeah, if it's somebody, if it's close contact, like uh, you were describing, James, I really prefer not to get you know, be vocal about that because like I said, I don't want to alert the other team that it's a good time to take a shot. Right. And the other thing too, is that we play on a short surface. So there's not a lot of room running back and forth. 
and screening is really rampant for that. And it's not just Gary that has to worry about it. You know, the American Rhino, we got Mike and Craig and other LIQ goalies are forced to deal with this problem on a regular basis as well. So we're just going from our point of view and, uh, for which, the most part, which sometimes is obstructed. Well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, for the most part, everybody plays within the rules and fair, and we like competition and and I guess like the wrestling mentality where you kind of take care of each other mm-hmm. in that aspect. So this isn't a huge problem, but it does happen, and especially if there's a blowout or something, it's a little bit more rampant. But um, you know, my question for you also is that. You're being forced to crane your neck and look around bodies and sticks and whatever. And do you are you out of position in the sense that you're not in your normal balanced setup? Um, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm being screened, then I am definitely not going to be comfortable in my normal position because I can't see in my normal position. So I am going to be leaning one way or, you know, leaning the other or, or off center. So yeah, I am a little more vulnerable in that position, but the, you know, my, my job at all times is to see the puck and stop the puck. So if I can't see the puck, then I have to be able to figure out where it is, whether I'm comfortable or not, because, you know, I could, I could be perfectly ready to stop the puck and have it go in next to me where I can't see it. And that doesn't do anybody any good. I'd much rather see it and at least know where it's going. And that's another good thing about being strong teammates because the defenseman and the goalie need to really be on the same page at all times. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'm not very strong and big or anything, so I'm not very good at clearing the crease. If I'm trying to force a guy on at least one side yeah, yeah and yeah. get him out of the way, mm-hmm. uh, is that... A time for you, if you're being screened, do you try and anticipate where the shot will go? For example, if I'm pushing the guy on your blocker side, do you think more than likely the shooter will attempt to go for your glove side? Yeah, there's some of that. I mean, you do anticipate, especially when you you play with somebody over and over and you notice their tendencies. Yeah, if you know if they only have a shot on one side, that's probably where they're going to shoot unless... You know, they can find a a tiny hole. So maybe you're more prepared to stop a shot on that side. But you can't assume because when you assume and you overcommit uh, to one side, then you give up seemingly easy shots on the close side because you have to be ready to stop the puck. You can, you you know, play the probabilities. Oh, it's probably going to go over here. So I should make sure my weight is ready to go that way if I need to. But you can't totally commit. Because you have to be ready. You know, what if they move the puck to somebody who has a clean shot of that side? Then I'm screwed. Right. Um, And also for your defensemen, for you defensemen out there, you can be screened too. And they can use you as an opportunity to deflect the puck. And there is nothing more frustrating than that. So if you're in that position where you're like I am, you're not strong and you're not able to push people out of the way, make sure that you're doing your goalie moves as well so first of all what i like to do is i try and stay low to make sure that you whoever my goalie is mainly it's it's the american rhino can still see as much area as possible and two uh we could be susceptible to a five hole as well and that's happened to me where the guy is shot through my legs and then i'm screening gary and then it goes through his legs as well and that is just one of the worst nightmares so try and be conscious of that it's stay low use your stick try and block off as much area as possible where passing lanes and shooting lanes and even use your own legs too where if you go down and you kind of go on one knee and and put your uh, shin out and your foot so you can kind of take that little angle away where you can completely take away the lower part of the of the net and if anything force the guy to go high and then hopefully that can help you out or whoever the goalie is to know, like you're saying, okay, if the bottom is taken away, this guy only has one place to shot to shoot. So I'm going to anticipate being ready and making myself big and standing up. Right. A couple other things you might want to consider if you are a defenseman in this position or, you know, somebody who's back checking in this position. The offensive player knows what they're doing. Yeah. They know that the, can't, the, the goalie can't see. That's why they're doing that. And um, so maybe instead of trying to get directly between the puck and the goalie, maybe just instead try and put yourself between the 
uh, offensive players vision and the open side of the net, which maybe might seem a little counterintuitive, but your goalie's going to prefer a shot that comes straight into him that he can see or her that they can see instead of having you block a shot that they can't see and possibly going straight into a side of the net that, you know, the goalie has no chance of stopping. Right. And watch your feet because I have taken care of uh, other goalies as well, uh, besides the American Rhino, like Mike or Craig trying to play in front of them too, and make sure that you're not uh, getting backed up too far. Cause a lot of times we don't bother painting the crease. So you kind of have, you don't have that uh, location to put yourself in and make sure you're not stepping on your goalie's stick or anything like that. And also uh, give him as much room as possible too. So just keep that in, in mind because they can use you again as a screen, whether you want to or not. And that is nothing more frustrating than uh, hanging your goalie out to dry like that. Just one other observation. If it's a long shot, like if you're, on a, a guess regulation size rink and it's from the circle, you know, the, the middle, um, the face-off circle or, uh, you know, far out and somebody winds up for a shot, you know, nine times out of 10, you can let that go because unless they have a super hard shot or your goalie's like sleeping or tripped or something, then that the goalie's probably going to be able to track that and stop it with no problem. Whereas if it's a super long shot and you're standing, you know, five feet in front of the goalie and you're like, Oh no, I have to stop it. So you put out your stick. It could instead either it could obstruct the goalie's vision. So he can't see it or she can't see it. Or you could worst case deflect it, you know, past where the goalie was anticipating stopping it. And it shoots off in the other direction and goes in the net. So just be aware of where you are in terms of the, uh, the, the playing surface and be aware of what are shots, you know, what are, what I would call low percentage shots that the goalie is going to be able to stop the, your instinct is going to be to get in front of them. But a lot of times you can just let those go. Yes, exactly. And that's a whole other set of issues to deal with. So if you're not, if nobody's in the crease and no one's in front of your goalie, you don't go there either as a defenseman. So you make sure that that area is the goalie's area and nobody else's, and you can pinch up or do whatever you can. So exactly right. Don't don't ever be the victim of having a deflected shot because that's what the other team's trying to do, and that's why they screen the goalie so that they can set up shots like that. Like you always hear the mantra, just take a shot and see what happens. And when you do and people are in front of the net, a lot of times it'll just find its way in the puck. So... Um, just be aware of that. And if you're a defenseman and you do that a little bit too often where you're screening your own goalie or you're uh, in the wrong position, you're not going to be a defenseman very long. So just <laughs> Here, uh, letting you know that. Here's another reason, just one, one more reason why you might want to let that shot go. Um, if you've been pressing, if your team has been pressing the offense for a while and your goalie hasn't seen a lot of shots, your goalie can get a little cold. So if the team's, if the other team decides to try like a dump and chase and just takes a hard shot on goal that they want to go after, then, you know, if it's something, if you're in the offensive zone and you can keep it in, that's one thing. But if you're in back in your defensive zone, just let it go through. Cause that's a shot that your goalie's seeing. That's nice and easy to, to kind of get them back in the mindset. Cause goalies can get cold if they don't see a lot of work during a game. And that's, you know, you, Really good goalies can overcome that, but it's something that you have to definitely watch out for. So if you can, you know, give them a, a gimme uh, that they can just stop and and kind of even just a little bit get get their rhythm back just by doing that, then you want to give them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it's about trust. So hopefully you're on the same team and you know your strengths and weakness weaknesses. And exactly, if uh, you know defensemen can't stop or at least filter the shots coming from a certain area, then he's not doing his job very well. And if a goalie can't make those saves, then maybe he should be playing another position as well. Fair point. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right. James, I'm going to ask you to, to, to catch us up to speed on this because okay. I realized a few minutes ago that I forgot to turn off the air conditioner. So you've probably been hearing a drowning buzz or droning buzz on in the, uh, in the background, and I apologize for that. But it's 87 degrees today, so we had it on and I just forgot to turn it off. So you're going to get us started with that, and I'm going to be right back. 
you're going to be able to get out of here? That's yeah, I'll manage. Just, just go right. ahead. Okay, Houdini. Anyway, uh, yeah, there's something really cool if, for all you fans out there. If you're uh, Bauer.com is the place to go. And Bauer is a very popular hockey company. And they make the majority of the skates that the NHL players wear because they are among the best in the world. So they've actually brought it up a notch where they came up with a skate lab, quote unquote, and it's a scanner. And how this works is just for our tri-state area people, if you're interested in the New York City area, there's a scanner in Queens, in Brooklyn, and of course the city, uh, Manhattan, if you will, and Harlem. And in New Jersey, there are at least six places that have sca scanners uh, scattered around the the Garden State, so you can go to yourselves. Now, the cool thing about this is you actually you actually have to go to a store that has these skate labs in it, and it's a lot like the Dr. Scholl's machine that you'll see in drugstores where they fit your, uh, you could see what kind of orthotics you need or whatever the case is, but it's a million times cooler and better. Because it the, skates. Exactly, the skate lab. And how it works is you step into the Bauer booth, you press a touch screen, and it scans your feet into a 3D image in just seconds. And from there, it determines the perfect size and fits and uh, skate that you should buy, which is phenomenal. It may not sound that complicated, but I'll tell you what, for speaking for myself anyway, and having shopped for roller skates and ice skates, it's a process, You, uh, especially if you have fallen arches or if you have uh, little ankles or whatever, you know, everybody's foot is a little bit different and feet, sometimes people have different uh, uh, sized feet as sure. well and may need even uh, different size skates from your right to your left. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on that goes into it and skating is really difficult, duh. So you need to be as comfortable and as balanced as possible. So all of this really takes all of the guesswork out of it and you can be a brand new skater or a seasoned veteran, and either way, you're going to benefit from this. And it, it's not taking away from any salesmen either, so that's good for the economy and things like that. But you can just go say, all right, this is the skate I should buy, and then you go from there. And it's really spot on. I wish they had these when we were buying skates. Yeah, uh, well, as I've told you, James, I, I, <laughs> I'm a very bad purchaser of these things i honestly most of my stuff i just buy online whatever's cheap um that's that's how i got my goalie skates both pairs i waited for something to be on clearance and i bought it so i you know but yeah this is better for in terms of getting the perfect fit yes this is undoubtedly better this is like uh kind of like the skate equivalent of those like sleep fit in the mattress things like you go to the the mattress store and they you, you lay down and the like a sleepies and and the it measures your body and tells you exactly what kind of mattress you need well you were wearing the garrick shirt before right uh, so yes, that's, they, that's why they have true. tailors no yeah well <laughs> i suppose um but yeah so the i don't know the uh the, the, the skate lab it sounds cool, although the thing you have to remember about these things is that the reason why they're gimmicks, so the reason why they do this is so you will have to buy Bauer. It's not going to recommend that you buy like an Easton skate or, you know, a or CCM. Right. Or yeah. Mission, it's it's yeah. going to say, oh, you need Bauer model number QXJ17 in a size whatever and with the optional orthotic support. And you, you know, and you're gonna like, okay, this is the this is the skate I need. Can I have this skate, please? You know, uh, I'm sure you'll sound exactly like that. Can I have this skate, please? Uh, the machine said this is the skate that I need. So here, can I have this skate, please? Here's the slip. Here's the paper that it gave me. This one it says right here. Um, so yeah, it's gonna. That's you're gonna buy the Bauer skate because it told you to. Yeah, and it is the the Bauer skate lab, but you, okay, fine. Good idea. Yeah. Buy, buyer beware. Personally, I'm not a Bauer fan, but mm -hmm. then again, I'm not an NHL or by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. So exactly. And, uh, and when I was buying skates and we've mm -hmm. talked about this in the past, ice skates, I've heard from many people that Bauer run a little bit bigger than other companies such as CCM or mission. Personally, I have a pair of mission ice skates that, uh, are about what, 17 years old or so. And mm -hmm. they're still great. 
and nice. I love them, and they still amp fours, so uh, they look cool, and, and they still work terrific, and nice and comfortable, and a great fit, but exactly, great point there, that uh, if you're a Bauer fan, this is heaven. If you're a CCM guy or something, I'm sure that they'll probably develop their own version of the Skate Lab, and then you can do that, but uh, for what this is, it's, it's at least it's a good start, and uh, it's pretty cool, but exactly right. Just be careful of any bells and whistles that they're going to try and uh, shake you down off of, if they are, but yeah. at least they do have an actual accurate mm-hmm. reading of your feet. I'm sure they're not going to try and sell you last year's model either. No, right, It's going to yeah. be like, uh, oh, this is the latest and greatest. Yeah. Ju- you know, how convenient for you. We just released the kind of uh, skate that you absolutely need, you know, <laughs> And, and we'll we'll sell you the aerodynamic laces to go along with it. <laughs> Boy, uh, and we'll only charge you fifty dollars to uh, mm-hmm. to sharpen the blades. Right, consulting fee for the machine yeah. as well. Well, yeah, who knows if it needs um, maintenance and whatnot? So, just, uh-huh. but for what it looks like, and you can check this out again on Bauer.com and see it for yourself. And if you're curious, if you want to go to a store. Uh, and do it yourself. Again, they have all of the uh, store locators on the website there at Bauer.com. That's B-A-U-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. And you can check it out for yourself. My mask is a Bauer. I'm just going to take this as a shameless opportunity to, to show you my mask again. Um, this is a Bauer. It has nothing to do with ice skates, but uh, it is, in fact, a Bauer. Uh, and I know that because I'm looking at the bag on my chair over there that says Bauer on it. And we're not sponsored either. If Bauer wants to sponsor us, then I'd be more than happy to do the podcast from a skate lab. Yes, I. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to figure out the hookup for that. <laughs> it might be a little tricky, but uh, yes, I would also be, take their money um, and their equipment. Yeah, or, or CCM. I mean, you know, if, if you're developing your own skate lab or Mission or anybody else, Easton, exactly. You know, come on, we're we're we'll be happy to take anybody's money. We have honest faces, <laughs> huh? 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 <laughs> Buy their stuff. Whichever company sponsored us, buy their stuff. Yeah. They make good quality products. Sure. We use them, and you should too. That is true, though. Anything that we've recommended, we've always tried and tested out ourselves. And uh, for me, rule of thumb is I I like CCM. I'll go CCM first. And, Mm -hmm. you know, any American brands as as Easton is and, and Warrior and stuff like that. So there's a lot of options out there, and all the stuff is really high quality. Yeah. And great. So you yeah. really can't go wrong. But sometimes, personally for me, like I love Titan hockey sticks. I'm very happy when Reebok, uh, I think they own um, the Titan brand and stuff like that. And, and Yofa and all these old companies like Cooper, they were all bought out by just a couple of like Nike and Reebok now. But at least they had the the brains to whatever stick it is and just put the Titan right. logo on it. So that's all I could ask for, I guess. So hopefully it's as good as the old Titan. So far, so good with this. The, the sticks I have. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, talked before on the podcast. Uh, I, I've mentioned how much I've spent on gear. And James has also talked about, you know, gear investments. But uh, like uh, most of that stuff that I mentioned, it's a hodgepodge. Because as I said, I buy what's on sale. So I, you know, I get whatever I get. So if, you know, Bauer is on sale on clearance and I can get that for, you know, 50, 60, 70% off, then I'm getting Bauer. If I can get a CCM or a, a Tron or whatever for, you know, I'm getting that. That's, right. uh, you know, be a, be a, be a smart shopper. Be, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money unless, unless somebody sponsors us, in which case we are going to be telling you every week how to spend your money. But the great one himself, it's funny, speaking of Titan uh, hockey sticks, mm-hmm. he was quoted in a book that he just recently came out with around Christmas time of uh, 2016, is that there was a big deal because he was with Titan for so many years, mm-hmm. and then Easton came along, and they did uh, really incredible work with, with him and using his name and sponsorship for their sticks and blades. But he said he didn't mind going from sticks to sticks. It didn't really didn't matter. He was so good mm-hmm. that it didn't matter. But uh, a lot of other players are very particular. That has to have a certain length and yeah. certain curves and has to feel right and, and whatever. And obviously go within the rules. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the great one himself said, exactly. So that that's not a bad strategy. So if you are comfortable enough and talented enough in yourself and confident enough, it again, uh, all of the uh, hockey equipment is pretty... 
evenly matched and high quality stuff. So if you can do that, like Gary does, where you just wait for what's on sale. And if you know your size and it's comfortable and it works, go for it. Actually, James, uh, before we move on, since we're talking about gear, I want to throw a curveball here quick. Um, and since I've been talking up my mask so much on the podcast, um, I am actually in the market for a new mask. Uh, I, not this one. This, this, uh, shh, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Shh, it's okay. It's okay. You're still my mask. I love you. I love you. You're good. We're good. I'm not talking about you. We're okay. Um, no, this is my tournament mask. Okay. This is my big game mask. This one I break out on special occasions because I spent a lot of money on it and a lot of time and I don't want to mess it up. And, uh, no, for most of the games that I play, I use a Franklin mask, which is made for street hockey. It's not as high intensity. It's not as well constructed as a deck, uh, as a, an ice hockey mask or a roller hockey mask. Cause we play with the ball and not a, a solid rubber puck. So it doesn't need to stand up to those kind of forces. But unfortunately three and a half years of use, I love it, but it's starting to fall apart on me. And I have been looking for a new mask lately. And unfortunately they don't seem to make senior adult size masks for street hockey. Um, and that's a problem for me because I, I have an ice hockey mask that I got for when I will eventually play ice hockey. Cause I'm still counting on that. When I learned to skate well enough, I still plan on playing ice hockey as well, but that's with my ice hockey gear set. I don't want to use that. You know, it's a, it's an expensive mask masks for ice hockey and roller hockey are made of sterner stuff. And they're a lot more expensive because they, you know, they have to protect you better. So I don't want to waste that on deck hockey when I'm going to be, you know, sliding around the concrete and I'm going to be sweating it into it, into it every week. And it's going to rust out. At, and, you know, I will have thrown away a lot of money for something that I didn't need to throw away that money on. So the point is I'm on the lookout for a new street hockey mask in a uh, senior size in an adult size. So if you see one, if you, happen to be in your travels and you come across it. The one I have now is Franklin. I know Milek also makes them, although I'm not that keen on the Milek one. They're pretty basic. But at this point, I'll take what I can get because my mask that I have now is deteriorating, deteriorating rapidly, and I do not want to try and chance it for too much longer because this is, this is my gorgeous face we're talking about. And, you know... You don't want to mess with the moneymaker. Uh, also, if I messed myself up badly, my wife would mess me up further. So um, I, I don't want that to happen. Long story short. So if you are somebody who happens to run across or you know where I can find a street hockey mask that will fit me, I would appreciate the tip. Thank you. Yeah, and you know all the ways to contact us, right, by now? If not, Gary will politely remind you at the end of this podcast. I'll remind you right now. Okay. Since James brought it up, you can email me, please, at hitthedeck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hitthedeckpod on Twitter uh, or leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram. We'd be happy to, uh, I, I personally, James probably also would be happy since you're helping out his goalie, but uh, I would be sincerely um, thankful for that tip. So if you happen to come across something, then please pass it on. That was like a, was that a Sesame Street song or something? Pass it on. Pass it on. I don't know. I have something from my childhood. I don't know. Pass it on. 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 Pass it. Fraggle Rock. That's from Fraggle Rock. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. No, 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 it's, it's, it is the Fraggles. I've got it. We're out of season. That's why it is the Fraggles, but it's the uh, Muppet family Christmas. That's what that's from. They're talking about a little pebble. The Fraggles are that they uh, see if you haven't seen the special Kermit and his nephew, Robin are staying at uh, a farmhouse, Ma, Ma Bear's farm, farmhouse, Fozzie's mother. Uh, the whole the whole Muppet gang is, but Fozzie, uh, or rather Kermit and Robin, they find a Fraggle hole and they go down into Fraggle Rock and they encounter the Fraggles who are celebrating a similar celebration to Christmas where they give a present to each other and they have this little orange pebble that they've been passing around 
uh, as a gift amongst each other over and over and over again. And then uh, they they sing this whole song about, uh, you know, if you have love to, to give, you know, you've got to <clears throat> pass it on. Pass it on. Gotta pass it on. 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 That's their philosophy for yeah. They're they're right. Yes, true. There are other lyrics as well, but I I don't remember them. Okay. And if Fraggle Rock would like to sponsor us, you're more than welcome as well. That's yeah. pretty. That, the analogy is pretty cool, though. I mean, passing on a little orange sphere—that's yep. that's exactly what we do. That's so. true. That is what we do. Although uh, some of us, not to mention any names, some of us like to uh, grab it and hang on to it, so the other people can't pass it on because uh, some of us are just spoil sports. <laughs> but anyway, you'll probably have a little longer to get to the American Rhino if you have spotted a mask that he would be interested in, because. I'm going to be away for the week. So that's why we're kind of uh, doing this special. Um... Oh! Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this special uh, podcast and uh, whatever Facebook Live thing, mm-hmm. whatever this is. So. Yep. Um, but uh, we were originally supposed to record like we always do on Thursday nights, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, I wasn't able to, to make it. So uh, Gary came up with this great idea to try this. And this will go for the week, and uh, instead of dropping on Friday like we usually do, this is on the shelf for you right now. Yep. Um, so anyway, yeah, as we were saying last week, or last podcast, I should say, the American Rhino w- went on a very brief getaway with his family mm-hmm. and was back in plenty of time. He did like a week's worth of vacation in a couple of days. It felt like it. And uh, But you were back to record the podcast. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. Actually, the Islanders use that, right? Which is That's appropriate okay. for hockey, but yes. not appropriate for my Ranger household. But, well, so. we're not looking to offend anybody no, here, and that, that's cool. That. And for yeah, Brett and Patrick, this is what happens every week. You just can't say it. Yeah, well, that's the best part about this. Is uh, I'm just kind of getting in the way here, but Gary is so entertaining. And thank you for letting this happen because a lot of times I get the benefit of seeing how funny you are physically and uh, even people can hear how funny you are as well. But the physical comedy is just, it's gold. So I'm glad that you can see that. But the best part is when your wife is in the room and her reactions to you are priceless. She's out at the beach now with my daughter and uh, that's for everybody's benefit. (laughs) <laughs> so. she doesn't have to put up with my nonsense she gets to go to the beach and we are able to record the podcast so it works out for everybody yeah and uh there you go okay <laughs> so. all right i'm done no i'm not now i'm done okay so am i is that is that it are we yeah, done? that's are it we yeah we have <laughs> nothing there's nothing left is this all there uh, is unless you have any more fraggle rock songs you'd like to sing or Oh, jeez. Are we going to get in trouble away. for that? Worries for another day. Let the music play. Down at Fraggle Rock. Um, I grew up watching the Fraggle Rock cartoon because we never had cable when uh, I was a kid. So I didn't even realize that Fraggle Rock started out as a show on HBO yep. until I got older. Now I have three of the four seasons of Fraggle Rock. Uh, I got them because I wanted to watch them, but also because I thought my daughter would enjoy them. Uh, I think when she was younger, I showed it to her once and she wasn't impressed. And now they sit in my DVD shelf. But uh, someday, she still loves Sesame Street. Someday, I hope to reintroduce her to Fraggle Rock and uh, Mobo, uh, sorry, um, Gobo, Moki, Wembley, Boober, and Red. And uh, then we'll have some, some glorious Fraggle times. Cool. Good luck with that. I always like the doozers. Yes. Right, wouldn't they eat no their... Uh, yeah, right, yes, they're... yep, the Doozers. If you didn't watch Fraggle Rock, first of all, why not? Second of all, the Doozers were these little green men. Uh, they were construction workers. And all they did was... They were these, in comparison to the Fraggles, they were teeny tiny. 
And so they would just spend all their days constructing roadways and buildings and all these great constructions. And the Fraggles would just walk along, pick up one of their constructions and eat them. Just because for them, the Doozer constructions, they were just there. They were just there for their nourishment and, and enjoyment. Which is exactly like an analogy of being screened because you're not doing any work and you're getting the benefit of scoring. So that's not fair. These poor doozers bust their butts and spending money and Lord knows man hours and everything. And then these fraggles just come over and destroy the whole thing and have no remorse. I'm sure it was an analogy for something because the doozers were these tiny things in comparison to the fraggles and the fraggles had no consideration for them. And they saw them as just something that they could, you know, benefit from and eat and whatever they were just they were just there uh they didn't give them any consideration and then um in comparison to the fraggles on the few times that they would venture outside the gorgs were these giants like compared to the fraggles these giant creatures and they saw the fraggles as these tiny things that they they would play with and try to eat because they were just there for their entertainment and nourishment um, but you know, obviously the Fraggles didn't take too kindly to being treated that way. So f- it was like always a, a big, uh, crisis when a Gorg would try and catch them or corner them or something. So yeah, I'm sure there was supposed to be a lesson in there somewhere, but, uh, I don't know. I'm no wonder why your daughter doesn't watch it. It sounds pretty nasty when you think about it. Yeah. Jim Henson. <laughs> oh, God rest his soul. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. So, yeah, hit the deck. Oh, right. <laughs> oh should, we, should we end? Is this the, I, I, okay, I'm pretty right. much, um, we hit all our marks, I think. All right. Uh, I hope uh, anybody who was kind enough to join us, I see Cousin is on. Thank you, AJ. God bless you for uh, the support. And um, can't really see anybody else's name from afar here, uh, but thank you for joining us. And we really appreciate it. James usually holds up a little piece of paper that says one minute remaining. So I know when to hit the button for last minute remaining. But since we're sitting right here, he's not holding up a paper. So I'm just going to sit here and, 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 and. Well, for the poor people that are just listening, this is really going to be bad. You're absolutely right. I apologize. I was just, I had my hand, my head in my hand, looking longingly at the camera, mugging for the camera, in fact, because I have no shame. So uh, in the interest of putting all of us out of our misery, I think I will just uh, defer to Pops. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. So it is one final goodbye one final goodbye it's like you're never gonna see us again one final goodbye we shall never again cross paths thank you okay i'm sorry i don't know what i'm talking about that is frequently the case as you've noticed if you're a long-time listener anyway so um just you by the way this is a complete non sequitur and i usually save those for the beginning and end of the podcast but um yesterday i was having dinner with my mother and she uh, she she said, well, she was asking me about the podcast and I she said, you know, how many people do you get? And I told her how, you know, the average. And she was like, are those all people that you play hockey with? I was like, no, no, not all of them. Some of them, not all of them. And it, she was just like. I, I think part of her just she was shocked that there would be strangers, relative strangers that would just stop and listen to our podcast for some reason. So you you have gobsmacked, gobsmacked my mother. So congratulations. Thank you for listening and please continue to do so. Um, thank you, Pops, who is not my Pops, but uh, is is the Pops of the LIQ. Uh, somebody's Pops. Uh, thank you for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to uh, bro, Anthony Sajazi, who has gratefully, uh, gratefully, thankfully, uh, graciously provided music to the podcast. Thank you to the LIQ for sound effects, which they have provided to the podcast, which live in here. They, they're all in my iPad. <laughs> um, thank you to you. You, of course, thank you for listening and watching this podcast, this uh, experiment. If you like this um, live stream thing that we've done and want to see us do it again at some point, let us know. If you think it's a stupid idea, let us know. We want to know one way or the other, because otherwise we're just sitting here um, describing mic stands. 
And, um, and sweating. Yes, and definitely <laughs> sweating. I do a lot of that. Uh, don't you forget it. So, well, you can forget it. There's no reason you need to retain the information that I sweat. That's obviously ridiculous. Um, you're not my doctor. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? I was saying something. I was saying, if you want to give us feedback, please do email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. Tweet at us at hitthedeckpod on Instagram and Facebook. We are hitthedeck, D-E-K, like, uh, the sport, deck hockey. Yeah. Um, Deck, hit the deck. It's right, it's right, right there. See, right there. Yeah. Uh, hit the if you're listening. Hit the deck. If you're watching. If you're listening, it's not right there. It's in your mind, man. Um, but if you are watching, that actually in the background is the portable scoreboard that uh, was constructed, which we've talked about on the podcast, which I have once again appropriated for something else. It's so so very handy. Um, in this case, if you're not watching the podcast, it's. Uh, I've appropriated it to put up the podcast logo in the background as we talk for shameless self-promotion. Um, so thank you for, for that. Uh, please, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast. It's iTunes. Um, Apple Podcast or Stitcher or um, what's the other one that I usually talk up? Um, I don't know. I'm bad at this. Somewhere, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe there because that's where you'll find us out on the lonely roads of the open internet, adrift in a sea of podcasts out there. We are a shining beacon for deck hockey or nonsense or both, probably both. We are a shining beacon for both deck hockey and nonsense, and we want you to be able to get your ears on our hit the deck stuff as soon as it drops. We may or may not have a new feature, uh, deck hockey-related feature, hit the deck, um, scrimmage or, or some such releasing uh, later in the week or next week, I guess, technically. So just keep an eye out on the feed, and if you subscribe, you will know as soon as we do or do not drop it that there is or isn't one there. So enjoy that or don't. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please hit the deck podcast, because once we hit a hundred subscribers, then we can really start to do some stuff and that would be cool. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank you for those of you who've watched this. Thank you for sitting through it. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, for those of you who listen to us, I hope that the, um, non visual element was not a problem for you and, and that you were still able to derive some enjoyment from this experiment. And, uh, yeah, please, again, one way or the other, give us some feedback. Let us know what you thought. Uh, James, is there anything that you would care to add? I'm done. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you sir. So um, I guess that's going to do it for another episode of Hit the Deck. And if you are playing deck hockey, or if you're watching a couple of guys talk about deck hockey, or if you are just uh, getting your shoes fitted for deck hockey, or whatever you happen to be doing, I urge you, implore you, and um, I don't know. I can't think of another word that would yeah, fit that in that sentence. But um, yeah, remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I need a non sequitur for the end of the show, right? Sega! <laughs> I think that went well. Uh.